0: Welcome to the All Ball Show, presented by Abstract Sports, where we bring sports back to life. I'm your host, Kyle Clay2K. In the All Ball Show, we focus on basketball only content, and to tip things off, I'm covering every single team in the NBA from worst to best in each conference. I'm going to look at their rosters and discuss how I think they're going to perform this upcoming season. And now, for my favorite team in the NBA, let's talk about the number 11 team in the Western Conference last year, the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Los Angeles Lakers are probably the most storied franchise in the NBA. Uh the Boston Celtics are right there. The Boston Celtics have a lot have they have more championships than the Lakers, not by many, but they do have more and uh the Lakers are also known as the Showtime Lakers cuz back when Kareem and Magic uh, we're on the team, Jerry West, and all those guys. I mean, they they really did put on a show for the crowd in uh, in Los Angeles. So uh, I'm going to try not to bore too many of you with the Los Angeles facts and stuff. Um, I'm honestly not much of a trivia guy anyway. I don't know all the facts. I just watch and enjoy the game in the moment, and uh, and doing things like this kind of help educate me a little bit more on some of the things I don't know too much about. Their head coach is Luke Walton. Uh, they play at the Staples Center. It's uh, It's been the Staples Center for quite some time now, but I think it was called the Forum before that. Then you have NBA championships. They have several, I think 16 in total. Um, You have 2009, 2010 were the most recent. It was the back-to-back with Kobe Bryant. And 2011 is when the Dallas Mavericks took it out from underneath the Lakers, uh, preventing the three-peat. Uh, if Kobe would have pulled that off with the Lakers that season, he would have matched Michael Jordan with six championships in their careers, both of them having two three-peats, which would have been phenomenal because Kobe Bryant really is a hes a blueprint of Michael Jordan. He he modeled his game after him. But they have championships that date all the way back to 1949. Uh, they actually started out as the Minneapolis Lakers, so uh, some of their older jerseys you see that have the MPLS, I believe that is – uh, an abbreviation for Minneapolis, but they're like powder blue and yellow, kind of like the Chargers colors have been in the past. But then you have a ch- they have a championship, championship in 1949, 50, 52, 53, 54. So you have a, a three-peat there, then 72, and then went on a little drought. Uh, they had 80, 82, 85, 87, 88, 2000. Um, and so 2000 is when Kobe and Shaq were there. You have 2000, 2001, 2002. That was the first three-peat. And then seven-year drought, still being in the playoffs on and off, uh, 2009, 2010. And then uh, Kobe's career from there went a little bit downhill, had an injury back in like 2015, I believe, 20, or 2014. Not far from where LeBron is in his career right now is when that happened to Kobe. I um, mean, Kobe ended up playing 20 years with the Lakers, all with the same team. Uh, He was actually drafted to the Charlotte Hornets, and then he was traded uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. So imagine what the Hornets could have been like with Kobe Bryant on their team. A little bit different, I imagine. The Lakers owners, uh, there's a lot of them because it's the Showtime Lakers. Everybody wanted their hands in on it. Uh, They are uh, Philip Anschutz, Ed Roski Jr., Patrick Soon-Shiong, Joey Buss, Johnny Buss, Jesse Buss, Jim Buss, Jeannie Buss, who is the most active owner, I would say, and Janie Buss. Uh, Did you know the Los Angeles Lakers have the second-highest all-time NBA regular season win-loss record percentage of almost 60%? That's pretty dang good. So the Lakers, they made a massive improvement last season uh, from previous seasons. (laughs) Uh, They had 35 wins and 47 losses, and they almost, like, Towards the end of the season, they made a run that could have got them into the playoffs. They could have had that last seed, um, but there were a couple teams that just kind of took off and prevented them from doing that. Nineteen and thirty-three in conference play, twenty and twenty-one at home, fifteen and twenty-six on the road. Um, in their last handful of games, the Lakers were still—I uh, mean, they were—they were right there. So let's take a look at uh, the players that were on the Los Angeles Lakers roster last season throughout the entire season. Uh, there were actually a lot—twenty-four. Um, A lot of these might ring a bell to you because there was a lot of spotlight on the Lakers with Lonzo Ball coming in from UCLA and whether he was going to perform and his ugly jump shot and all those other things. Lonzo Ball, he came in from UCLA, had an ugly jump shot. Uh, Everybody hated him because his dad talked him up way too much in the media when Lonzo really hasn't said anything and he just kind of says that whatever my dad says, says that and I don't you know, I just do my thing. Uh, a guy named Vander Blue was there. Andrew Bogut, he was on the Golden State Warriors when they won their first championship. Corey Brewer, Thomas Bryant, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, this guy, very high IQ basketball player, can shoot the three, uh, shoot the lights out. Alex Caruso is a G League call-up who actually was very impressive to me. He can finish some pretty wild layups, um, hit open threes and things like that. Uh, made a lot of ruckus on the floor for a guy out of the G League. Jordan Clarkson, who was there for most of the season before being traded to the Cavaliers. I like Jordan Clarkson a lot. He's one of those guys that has an all-around game. He can you know pull up jumpers from really anywhere, drive and finish, all those kinds of things. Pretty flashy guy to watch, but he's never really gotten over the hump and become an all-star or um, done anything super miraculous. So I think he's still waiting for that. He's still young. Then you have Luol Deng, Tyler Ennis, Channing Frye was there for a bit. Uh, I think he was part of the trade that uh, sent LeBron to LA. You have Josh Hart, Nigel Hayes, Andre Ingram. This guy, Andre Ingram's story is actually really cool. He's played several years in the NBA G League now, uh, formerly known as the D League uh, for Developmental League. Uh, He's played several seasons there, and he's just been working at it, working at it uh, in his off time for playing basketball he tutors math and he just tries to do anything he can to provide for his family and the Lakers saw all this hard work and the Lakers knew they weren't making the playoffs so they called him up from the G League signed a one-day contract to, to play for the Lakers in the last game I think he started for them and he was just hitting everything man he had like he had a good chunk of points I don't remember how many he ended up with but um, hitting a bunch of three-pointers driving in getting some layups some some good passes and everything so pretty fun to watch I wonder if he's even in the G League anymore and if they'll uh, use him some more this upcoming season um, I'm sure that 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 paycheck helped him and his wife out with some bills that weren't quite covered from the G League paychecks they get which are significantly smaller then you have Brandon Ingram not related to Andre Ingram but Brandon Ingram uh, he's only uh, on his third or fourth year I believe uh, kind of been compared to Kevin Durant because he's tall and lanky uh, but he can shoot the ball and do all the things that Kevin Durant can do. He just needs to be more assertive, be more have more confidence in his game. Then there's a kid named Kyle Kuzma out of Utah State. Uh this guy's also kind of like Jordan Clarkson, but a bigger size guy. Uh he can kind of do it all. He can shoot threes, he can drive and finish. He's he's even got a, a baby hook in his game. Like he'll be running across the lane and all of a sudden bust out this baby hook like like Kareem or Magic, and it's it's pretty awesome to watch. It's like a flash from the past. Brooke Lopez was there for a little bit. Good shoot, three point shooting center. Larry Nance was there for a while, along with, but he was a part of the trade with Jordan Clarkson to go to Cleveland to help LeBron try and win a championship, which didn't end up happening, obviously. Uh, Gary Payton Jr., which is you know the Gloves' son, uh, the Glove being Gary Payton, the guy who used to play for the SuperSonics back in the day, also played for the Lakers for, at one point in his career. Then you have Julius Randle, who's still there. Uh, Actually, not anymore. Not anymore. I know Julius Randle got traded to the Pelicans. It's going to be really weird seeing a Lakers team without Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, and Larry Nance, because I grew to like those guys quite a bit. I know that they kept some of their better parts. I thought Julius Randle was one of their better parts. I think they got rid of him because he played too much of a similar role that LeBron will play, where they drive through the lane and just try to finish. So they didn't want to have two guys clashing like that. I don't think Randall wants to come off the bench. So he plays for the Pelicans now. Isaiah Thomas was there for a bit. He got traded to the Denver Nuggets. His career's kind of going in an interesting direction. Then you have Travis Ware, who was a call up from the G League. Three point shooting specialist, pretty much, but he can do a lot of other things. Derek Williams and Ivica Zubak. Zubak, he's fun to watch too. He's a tall center at 7 1 who can run the floor um and kind of be a trailer on a on a fast fast break if the fast break falls apart he'll come through the lane and get a good pass and throw it down so fun got to watch man that was a lot of lakers coverage this is probably one of the longer episodes just because i have more knowledge of this team but just to look at how they performed in terms of numbers last year uh, we all know lonzo ball fell a little bit short of his expe- expectations he did nurse an injury a lot of the season as well he only played 52 games uh, his goal this year is to try and play every single game. Look forward to that when the season gets gets up and running. But the highest scoring player on the Lakers last year was Brandon Ingram. Uh, well, I guess in terms of points per game. Uh, actually, three guys on the Lakers. Those big, the, the young three, the young core had the same average numbers. There was Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and Julius Randle. All with 16.1 points per game. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, Julius Randle had eight rebounds. Kuzma had 6.3. Brandon Ingram had 5.3. So um, I'm sure Brandon Ingram is a little bit rustled about Kyle Kuzma coming in as as a rookie and performing just as good as him. But they both do different things. Brandon Ingram is a drive and finish, get contact, get fouls, and uh, make the bucket and then hit the foul shot. Kyle Kuzma is more of a finisher and a shooter. So two different guys, very similar numbers. As far as the overall numbers look, uh, Julius Randle had the most points, actually, with 1323. Kuzma had 1242. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope had 992. Brook Lopez with 961, and Brandon Ingram only had 949. And, and Brandon Ingram was there for most of the season. He played only well, 59 games. I guess he was out for a little bit. Uh, Julius Randle is the only player on the Lakers who played all the games last year. But again, these numbers are getting more and more packed up there. Uh, three players just shy of a thousand points. Uh, two that were up into the 1,000 point range. So the Lakers fell short last season, uh, ending up as the number 11 seed in the Western Conference. I know that with LeBron coming in this year, which is going to make a massive impact for this Laker team, and I think everybody knows that. I think a lot of people probably think the Lakers are an overrated team because he's coming over, um, but if you just look at the rosters that he's had in his time, in his career, and he's taken them the distance that, that he has and won championships. I think you could look at really any team and be like, oh, he's going to pull this from that guy, this from that guy, and do the rest, you know. And I think that's going to be the same with this Lakers squad this upcoming season. Players that are returning, you've got Ivica Zubak, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. More, uh, Mo Wagner was the Lakers' first pick uh, out of the University of Michigan. He's a German guy. Isaac Bonga also a German guy. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Rajon Rondo, a great veteran leader. You know, Rondo's one of the best assisting point guards in, in the league. He's a legend. Um, he's known for flashy passes, and uh, but getting the ball right where it needs to be at the right time. So having him in Lonzo's place and letting Lonzo come in off the bench and try to develop some confidence that way will be a lot more effective for the Lakers. Uh, then you have LeBron James, of course, Lance Stevenson, Svi. Svi Mikael, Mikhailik, I can't say that name. He's from University of Kansas, um, also from Sweden. Uh, Javale McGee is also there. He was on the Warriors the last several seasons. He's won championships with them, so it'll be interesting having him and LeBron on the same court. And when they go to play the Warriors, to see how that's going to how that's going to play out with those two uh, California teams. Then you have Alex Caruso, who's also on that two way contract. Still, I think he has shown enough to be on a two way contract. Honestly. Michael Beasley's also there, and Travis Ware, another G League guy. There have been fans who appreciate and those who don't appreciate the fact that the bronze in L.A. Lakers fans are very passionate. I think that what they should care about is the fact that they're going to be getting more wins this season and potentially uh, battling for a championship. Um, I'm not saying they're going to. That's not my prediction. My prediction, Lakers are going to be a number two to number six seed, but they're not going to be a number one. And if they get to the number two seed, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I'll give you my prediction on who I think is going to win the finals Uh, at the end of this NBA preview show. There were fans who put up murals of LeBron coming to LA, and then there were people who went and defaced those murals. Not only is that dumb because they're hating on LeBron James when he's going to be bringing the Lakers a big deal, also hurting the artist's work, you know, I mean, they obviously photographed it and they got video footage of it going up and all that. You're defacing somebody's artwork effectively and that's not okay. But with that, it's been really fun to watch LeBron this off season. You can tell he's just, he's always been a happy guy. Like if you follow him on social media and all that stuff, but because I'm a Lakers fan, and he came to LA. I followed him even more closely than ever. And he's just a, an, a generally positive, happy guy and uh very thoughtful posts on Instagram And I promise you, if you follow him on Instagram, you will not regret it. And that does it for this episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. How do you think the Lakers are going to do next year with LeBron James? you think they're going to crush it and move their way up the ranks in the Western Conference? Well, let us know how you feel in the comments below. Also, be sure to hit that like button and let us know that you enjoyed this content. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to get notified when we come out with more basketball content throughout the season. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. I'll see you in the next one.